Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Rooted Week 9. So, if I was to ask you guys to share your story, that deep down story in your life, how many of you would do that? Don't, don't raise your hands. But how many of you would instantly feel, and you may have felt, felt right now, when I asked that question, you instantly felt like, oh, I, I, don't, I can't share my story. I don't feel, feel called or comfortable to share my story. Or maybe some of you are like, well, I don't, I don't really have a story, and my story ain't, ain't near as, and, 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 like, just in depth and, and so life-changing as so-and-so's story. We all kind of get those weird feelings inside when we're asked to share our story. But there's something I want you to realize, and that's this. Everyone has a story to tell. Everyone has, has a story to tell. How do I know that? Because we all have broken relationships with God. We all have a broken relationship with God. And that goes clear back to the garden with Adam and Eve. They have a broken relationship with God back then. And they too had a story to tell. See, everything that is broken has a story to be told of how it got broken. Now see, when my, my, when my kids were younger, we were outside playing baseball in the side yard of the house. And the, we have two dogs now, and, and our older dog um, was a little bit younger, actually quite a bit younger. He was maybe just a couple years old at the time. So this has probably been 10 or 12 years ago. And we're playing baseball in the side yard. And, and um, as, as we're playing baseball, this dog decides that he's going to grab a baseball and take off with it. And, uh, you know, wasn't one of my proudest dad moments or my proudest moments of being a man. So I picked up another baseball and I did, you know, what the typical guy would do, or at least what I would do. I chucked it in a direction that I thought would be towards the dog. So the dog's over here, but the ball went over here and went right into the basement window and broke it. So everything broken has a story of how it becomes broken. We have a broken relationship with God. Each one of us has a story to tell. Another thing is, is every one of us has a story to hear. Every one of us has a story to hear. See, some of you might be able to relate to that story I just shared. I hope not, because it's not a problem to be able to share a story with. But somehow, some way, there might be something that you can relate to that story in your life. See, we all have a story that we need to hear. And some of us don't realize that we need to hear stories in our lives. We have something broken inside of us that is holding our lives back from sharing our story. And we need to hear a story that relates to our own story so that it can help free us to be able to share our story with others. See, sometimes, sometimes I'm, I'm gonna pick on Charlotte here because she's sitting up here in the front row. Charlotte made me feel a little bit 
like I was selfish this past week, and she didn't even know this. So I'm gonna share this with her. This isn't even in my notes, so this is added bonus for you guys today. So I go to therapy with Charlotte. Charlotte's there, actually, and I go into therapy on Thursday, on Thursday, and I sit down, and we're chatting, and, and I could just kind of tell Charlotte was just having a little rough day. And she told me, she goes, I just wish I could walk, walk like you. And I'm thinking, I wish I could just walk normal. So her story of wishing that she could walk like me made me realize that I walk pretty good. I left there, Charlotte, moved by what you said to me. And it really tugged on my heart. Your story of wishing that you could walk, knowing what you've been through in the last year, and I wish I could walk better, but I can walk. Charlotte, I'm praying for you. You've come a long ways, and I can't wait to see how much further God takes you. Because I know you have a story to tell. So we got to remember that everything that's broken has a story that needs to be told of how it become broken. And I want to share with you a story. Many of us in here today have already heard this story. We've heard it several times. And now there's a few of us in here that probably we might not have heard this story. And that's okay. Because I'm here to tell you that today's story, we're going to tell it to you in a unique way. And that story comes from John 4, and it's the story of the woman at the well. Now, I'm going to read it to you, and I'm going I'm to kind of narrate it as if I'm telling you a story. And I want to encourage you at some point throughout today or this week to go back and read John 4 and just allow God to let it soak into you. But here you go. Jesus realized that the Pharisees were keeping count of the baptisms that he and John were performing. Now these Pharisees, they had posted the scoreboard and showing that Jesus was ahead at the time, making him and John have a rival amongst the people. So Jesus left the Judea countryside and went back to Galilee. To get there, he had to pass through Samaria. And when he got to a Samaritan village, Jesus, worn out from his travel, tired from the sun and the travel, sat down at Jacob's well. Now it was about noon, and he had sent the disciples on into McDonald's to get a couple of Big Macs for him for lunch. And then comes a Samaritan woman at noon to draw water from the well. Sitting there at Jacob's well, Jesus looks up at her and says, would you give me a drink of water? How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? Jesus answered, if you knew who I am, you would ask me for a drink, and I would give you a drink of living water. Sir, you don't have a bucket to draw water with, and this well is deep. So how are you gonna get this living water? Uh, ma'am, I have a bucket, and that well, well, it's not that deep to me. And it looks pretty shallow, actually. But I'm here to tell you this, everyone who drinks that water will get thirsty again, but anyone who drinks the water I give them will never thirst, not ever again. 
you know what? Why don't you go back to town and grab your husband and then come back and see me? I have no husband, she replied. <laughs> you have no husband? You've had five husbands. And the man you're living with, he's not your husband now. Oh, I see, you're a prophet. I know the Messiah is coming someday, and when he arrives, I can't wait to hear his whole story. Just then, the disciples came back with their Big Macs, and, 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 but, but they looked shocked. Their faces, they didn't have to say a word, their faces said it all of how disbelief they were that Jesus was talking to not only a woman, but a Samaritan woman. The woman took the hint and left. In her confusion, she left her bucket. She ran back to the village and she told the people, come see a man who knew all about the things I did. He knows me from the inside out. And they went to see him, or went to see for themselves. The disciples said to Jesus, aren't you going to eat? We got your Big Macs, Jesus. No, I got food to eat right now. And it keeps me going so that I can do the will, the one who sent me. Finishing the work he started. Look around. Wouldn't you say that in about four months it will be harvest time? Well, I'm telling you, open your eyes and take a good look at what's right in front of you. These Samaritan fields are ripe. Boys, it's time to harvest. Many of the Samaritans from the village committed themselves to him because of the woman's witness, which was, he knew all about the things I did, and he knows me from the inside, and both inside and out. They asked him to stay, so Jesus stayed two more days. A lot more people entrusted their lives to him when they heard about what he had done and what he had said. And then they said to the woman, we are no longer taking this, your, we are no longer taking what you say, for we heard it ourselves and know for sure that he is truly the savior of the world. So now, as we reflect over that story, I wanted to pull a few things out of the story of the, the woman at the well. And I wanted to, to look at it on why and how we should, we should tell our stories. The first thing is, is we have to allow God to draw out of us his gospel story he has in us. We have to allow God to draw out of us, just like he drawed out of her. Okay, women, I got a question for you. How many of you have never, ever, ever went to a group together to the bathroom? Exactly. So thinking back at the time, in, in Jesus' time with the woman here at the well, when, when we look back at that time frame, going to the well, women went to the well at morning and at dusk. So they went when it wasn't the hottest time of day. See, women were, they had a, their, their social life was like 
kind of non-existent. They, they couldn't socialize with each other like they did. So for women to go to the well, it wasn't like it was such a burdensome task, even though they had to carry that water back, and that was their whole day's supply of water. So they were trying not to spill it and all that stuff. But here's the thing. It wasn't that burdensome because you know what? Just like you go into the bathroom in groups, they too went for, for communion, for communication. They loved to chat. They loved to get caught up. So it was a great time for them to spend that time together. So why was the woman, the Samaritan woman there in the middle of the day? Because she had quite the story. She had quite the story. See, this woman, she came to Jesus and she just knew that things were different when he started to talk to her. The woman had to come and listen to Jesus pull out, to draw out her story. See, she knew, she knew her story, but she couldn't see it for herself until God, Jesus himself, drawed it out of her. See, sometimes we gotta come and allow Jesus to show it to us. The second thing I wanna pull out here is what water are you drinking? What water are you drinking? See, this Samaritan woman, she went to the well for well water, but left wanting living water. She went to the, water, the well for well water, but left with living water. See, like, like this woman, many of us, we fill our lives so full of, of, of worldly junk that we just, we just can never be truly satisfied. See, this woman, she, she would go at, from one husband to the next, to the next, to the next. Finally, from one boyfriend, probably to the next, to the next, to the next. We do the same thing. We go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. And we get just a small glimpse of satisfaction. And then once we get that thing, we get the small glimpse of satisfaction. And we're already looking for the next thing to give us satisfaction. See, we can't, we can't, we, we cannot neglect one thing and mistake the other thing. Because see, for this Samaritan woman, she, she neglected the well water once she found out about the living water. But we can't neglect either one. We have to have both Jacob's well and Jesus' well. Why? I know that seems crazy, but when I looked at this and I studied this and I thought about this and prayed about this, I realized something there. We can't just trust God for, for, for living water, for eternal life, and neglect our daily need of water when he tells us to trust him for our daily need of water. So we gotta trust him for both our living water and our daily need of water. So we need both living water, the Jacob's well water, and Jesus' living water. We can't trust him in one and neglect the other. We have to trust him in both. We have to trust him in all things. So what water are you drinking? What water are you drinking? The next thing I want to talk about is this, that I want to pull out from that, from that text is this, is who is in your realm of influence? Think about that for a minute. Who is in your realm of influence? When we looked at this story, who did the woman go back and tell? Who did she go back and tell? She went back and told those who were closest to her, those who were in the like-mindedness of her, 
Think, think about this for a second. When Mary, went to the, when Mary went to the tomb and Jesus wasn't in there, who did she go back and tell? Did she go back and tell Pilate or the Roman government or anybody like that? Or did she go back and tell those who were closest to her, those who were in her realm of influence? That's who she went back. She told her, the disciples that the tomb was empty. So who did you go back? Who would you go back and tell? You can go back and tell you those who are closest to you, those who are in your realm of influence. Now here's the thing about influence. Influence has, influence has such a strong and a powerful just influence in our lives. Now I wanna share you another story with you. This past summer, um, I got the opportunity to help Tyler and David both um, build their decks and we just got to have some fun and just hanging out and just have a great time drinking lemonade and building decks and it was fun. And in the process, um, I would say, hey, Tyler, just, uh, just cut a little off that board. Or David, move that board just a that way. And all summer long, I would just kind of make that little clicking sound like that with all sorts of things. Now, there's not too many days that I can walk up and down the hallways here of the office and I don't hear a little... But that's how powerful our influence is. That's how powerful of an influence we have on people. Just the smallest little thing of a little becomes so ingrained into us because of the influence we can have on those around us can change our lives. Think about that. Our influence has more power on us than more power from us than we realize. Now, as I start to wrap this up, I know we still have time, but I'm gonna start wrapping this up because I wanna tie all this together and I wanna share with you why and how I should share my story. And it goes like this. Does the gospel message matter to you? Does the gospel message matter to you? How much does it really matter to you? Like seriously, how much does it really matter to you in your life? How much does it matter to you at your place of work, in your job, your day-to-day -day task? How does it matter to you when you're out doing your hobbies and having fun? How does it matter when you're in your neighborhoods? How does it matter to you when you're at a ball game? How does it matter to you when you're at a restaurant? How does it matter to you in your household? How about your marriage? How does it matter to you in your friendships? Does the gospel message matter to you? John Stott once said, people reject the gospel not because they perceive it to be false, but because they perceive it to be trivial. I wanna read that to you again. It's in your notes. I would be circling it and underlining it and everything else if I was sitting in your seats. But you can do what you want because this one really, when I read this from a book, I was like, this is just great stuff. 
People reject the gospel not because they perceive it to be false, but they perceive it to be trivial. But why? Why are they seeing it to be trivial? Maybe it's because they see us acting one way here on Sunday mornings. And then this afternoon on social media, they see us acting and talking and behaving in a total different way. And then Monday afternoon, when we're in the law of a Monday afternoon workday, they see us acting in a whole different way. And then Friday night, when we're out on a date night with our spouse, they see us acting totally different than they've seen us in any of the other ways. Maybe that's why they see it as trivial. something we all struggle with though how much does the gospel matter to you what truly is the gospel of Jesus Christ what truly is the gospel of Jesus Christ if you flip over on the back side of that of your notes on the back page there and for those of you worshiping with us online, you might want to get on our digital app, our digital bulletin, which is in our church center app. You might want to grab that and look at this because this is, this is really good. This came from Dare to Share Ministries, which is a youth program, youth ministry that just, I've, I've seen this and have known about this for years and I just absolutely love this. And I want to share it with you. And I want you to think about how much the gospel really matters to you as we go through this. Do you believe that God created us to be with him? Do you believe our sins separate us from God? Do you believe sins cannot be removed by good deeds? Do you believe paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again? Do you believe everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life? Do you believe that life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever? Do you believe in the gospel? And does the gospel matter to you? See, the gospel story of Jesus is a redemptive story, a story of redemption. One that sets not only me free, but it can set you free. See, we are broken people. Everyone has a broken relationship with God. Rather you know or believe in him, you have a broken relationship with him. You have a broken relationship with God. Every broken thing has a story of how it become broken. Not every broken thing has been fixed, mended, or repaired. Are you ready to give yourself to God so he can begin to repair your relationship with him? He's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. 
See, he has a story inside of you that he is wanting to draw out of you. Are you ready to listen? Are you listening? He's waiting on you. See, you are, you are, every one of us, you are his storyteller. You are his storyteller. He wants you to be able to tell his story, his gospel story that he has in you for those that are in your realm of influence. Those that are in your realm of influence need to hear your story. Are you listening to the stories of those that are in your realm of influence? Ask yourself this. Does the gospel of Jesus Christ really matter to me? It does. And I believe that each and every one of you out here today, myself included, has a story, has a gospel story to tell. And I believe each and every one of us out here has a gospel story that we need to hear. Do you believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ? I believe, like the Samaritan woman, we need to come to the well so that we can hear our story, so that we can go out and tell our story. We need to come and hear so we can go and tell. We need to come and hear so we can go and tell. Come and hear. Allow God to draw that story out of us and go and tell your story today. Share the gospel story because God called us to make disciples both far and near. A few weeks ago, I stated that and talked about that. I also talked about the fact that we need to make ourselves available and obedient. How many of you are being available and listening to the story of the gospel story so you can go out and tell the story that Jesus has put into your heart? Now the worship team is gonna come up and, and we're gonna take a moment here and, and I just want everybody just to bow your heads right now and then I'm gonna pray for us here in a second. But I want you to think about where you're at in your life. Maybe you haven't fully committed to believing in Jesus. Today's the day. He's got a story inside of you that he needs people to hear. Your story may be what changes somebody's life so that they can start to see Jesus for who he is. And if you never share your story, who could be missing out? So today, if, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, we're gonna take a moment here in a few minutes to come up or maybe today is the day that you're saying, you know what, I'm gonna lay down the things that are distracting me from telling my story. 
We have to be available and obedient to share the gospel story of Jesus Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you so much for the story of Jesus. I thank you for the fact that, that he came and, he, and he, we were created for him to be, by him, to be, to be with him. I thank you that you allow his, his death and resurrection to be so important to our lives. Lord, and I pray that, that as we sit here and we just reflect back on our lives, knowing how important the gospel story is, and we think about the story of what we have in our lives, and wonder, some days we wonder how that can make a difference in others' lives. But Lord, it's just like how Charlotte changed me and my perspective and how I look at my life. Lord, I thank you for Charlotte. I thank you for her story that she got to share with me because it's what I needed to hear. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.